1: Welcome back, everybody. It is the Ospo.com NHL DFS strategy show. Ten games to break down on this Monday afternoon. we got an hour to do it. I'm joined by Terry McBride. Team McBee, what's up, man? How was the weekend?
2: Weekend was pretty good, man. A lot of basketball, did some fantasy baseball drafts. Uh, so I had my big uh, keeper league draft this weekend. So a lot of fun, a lot of, uh, a lot of sports-related stuff. And now, uh, just found out that I'm not getting a top shot pack in this drop they're doing. So you guys have my full attention. No, nothing's gonna distract me from uh, from this show
1: now. Yeah. How about you, man? Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I gotta check mine. So I'll check. I'll check it (laughs) after (laughs) I introduce the first game. Uh, I actually forgot I joined that. So I don't know. I'm probably like 300k. So I probably won't matter. But uh, we'll see. Um, Yeah, I mean, pretty eventful weekend in the NHL. Hopefully, you guys. Uh, did well and uh, carry that into today if you didn't daily fantasy sports for a reason you got another crack at it tonight we've got uh again 10 games and then nba there's a slate going on for that we'll have a ton of coverage as always um you got pga coming up in a couple days here so hit the subscribe button and you'll know when we go live for not only this show but all of our other shows it's only going to help you out and it's the easiest way you can help us out uh for free and so uh that's what we got going on right now you guys know normal schedule by now i mean we're gonna be adding in baseball here in a couple of weeks sounds like you're pretty excited for that right oh can't wait can't wait that's
2: my favorite sport overall it's my favorite to cover for fantasy so yeah i i'm psyched cannot wait i've already done i think six drafts just in like random yahoo pro league drafts i've got another one that i'm gonna to do tonight so i just i fire away on those things i love it
1: all right, I'm 93,000, so I think I don't have a chance, right? Like, Yeah,
2: that's like 30,000 failed transactions. Yeah. They don't run that cold. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's,
1: that's a close the laptop or close the phone type of night. So hopefully you don't have that in NHL DFS tonight, but top shot it feels like that's pretty much every single time. Uh, as you guys see up on the top right above Terry's head, we are presented by Jock Market. They are turning fantasy sports into a stock exchange They allow you to buy and sell shares of players in real time with real money, guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of the night. Uh, Our producer, Tyler, who is not producing today, it's Jordan behind the scenes. So uh, anyways, Tyler is he's been playing a lot of jock market and doing pretty well. had a good night with Dylan Larkin about a week ago. Um, And so if he's doing it. You guys should be grinding it as well. You can use the pregame IPO to pick up shares, of your favorite players, then buy, sell or hold during the game. Uh, Based on your analysis at any given time, you can download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code. If you haven't uh, used this yet, make sure you listen up. Osmo 20 for a $20 bonus uh, on your first deposit. This is only exclusive to the Osmo community. So if you are listening to the show on podcast or on YouTube, um, you got a chance to take advantage and get 20 free bucks on your first deposit. All right. What are your initial thoughts on this slate, Terry? It seems like a ton of options.
2: Yeah, we've got lines all over the place that we can go to. There's value plays on the board. There's some teams that we can just kind of not maybe scratch off entirely, but we really don't have to dig too deep into. So, uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting slate, a lot of depth for 10 games. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun one.
1: Yeah, I, I can't wait to break this one down, uh, get your thoughts. And so let's get right into it. We'll start with Buffalo and the New York Rangers, 2.2 implied total for the Sabres, 3.4 for the Rangers. Not seeing a whole lot of changes on the Rangers side. In fact, I don't see much of anything changing um, specifically for their top two lines. Strom still with Panarin and Blackwell. DeBanajed Kreider, and Bucinevich uh, as your top line. Probably going to see opposing top competition for the Sabres, which will be Hall with Dylan Cousins and Sam Reinhart. I think they've played a couple games together, but not a whole lot of a sample size of anything on the Sabres they've been a poor team to say the least and uh, not healthy so that's usually not too uh, that's usually not a good combination so I'm thinking we're going to be liking some Rangers here what are you drawn to in this one Terry
2: yeah I think uh, you know fire away all systems go on uh, the Rangers top line I could probably get to a a pretty good amount of that Rangers second line as well Uh, we know all about the those two combinations but uh, just a put it on the boards, uh, 433, 40 going back to the start of last year for that top line, 51.34% Corsi, 4 percentage, 28 to 12 uh, at even strength and goals for, which is a 70% goals for advantage. Their expected goals for is 52% advantage. So still ahead of the curve there, 83 to 77 in high danger chances generated, 16 to 8 conversions. So just a dynamic, dangerous line when they're uh, at full strength. And, they seem to be playing a little bit better. Booch has been really rolling over their last, you know, 10, 12 games. Uh, Zabanajad getting it back a little bit after a really cold start to the season. Uh, it was nice. One of the highlights of my uh, recent week, or uh, I think it was last week, was uh, texting my uh, Flyers friend when the oh. Rangers lit him up for nine goals. <laughs> that was a fun one. So
1: had uh, got had – got... No, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 I'm good. I was saying uh, you mentioned his cold start. He got it all, uh, pretty much got it back all in one game. Six point performance against those Flyers. So yeah, that had to be nice to brag a little bit about your Rangers there.
2: Yeah, for sure. And they haven't given me a ton of opportunities through the season, so it was nice to get that back. And then uh, that second line, like you said, getting uh, Panarin back on that line. Strome is is good. He's effective when he plays with Panarin. Uh, Blackwell. You know, you take him, he's a very inexpensive piece. If you want to round that line out, if you wanted to leave him off, I don't think you're really costing yourself too, too much. He's played fairly well, six goals, four assists on the season, but he, he's a couple tiers down in uh, terms of talent. Um, I think that third line could be a little sneaky. We talked about it the last time out. Uh, it's just basically the kids all playing together. Some uh, high-end talent with uh, Philip Heidel centering uh, Alex Lafreniere and uh, Capo caco Haven't really put a ton together, only 39-13 together so far, 51.67 Corsi 4. Scored once, given up no goals, uh, but a 60.34 expected goals advantage. So fairly strong in that uh, that category. And again, just a lot of very high-end kids uh, learning to play together. So it's a line that not a ton of people are going to be on. They're not very expensive. Could be a little bit sneaky against a super weak and very bad team.
1: Yeah, I think so. The Rangers is the main focus here. Yeah. Uh, just to get the Sabers out of the way, I think I'll take some stabs on the top line. I'm seeing almost no ownership. You get a really cheap Hall and Ryan Hart, and at the worst case, uh, you know if they score a couple goals, they might not kill you, and might even allow you to cash a few lineups uh, for that price. You're getting two pretty talented players, Hall especially, um, a little underpriced. Rangers haven't been a juggernaut defensively, although they have been pretty decent, I will say. And the 2.2 goal total says it all so really maybe some of the the savers top line for me that's probably all i'm going to on their side on the rangers uh if i was hand building lineups uh tonight i think i would get to a ton of rangers power play stacks and i think i still will get to some uh but like it is a little bit expensive to go criders and and panarin and those would be the guys that probably want the most that play yeah. top power play minutes plus throwing fox his has come down a little bit but 5200 i feel like they might be a little bit popular on a 10 game slate. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. Uh When you're in the low double digits in terms of ownership, this top line, I'm still going to be around where the field's at, I think on them. And I'll probably be over the field on Rangers too. Um, I'll leave Blackwell on in some, otherwise I'll go with like the Strom Panarin and Zibanejad or Kreider with Adam Fox type of stack as well. So mm-hmm. you get two guys in the top power play on each of the top two lines. So I like that. Um, power play stack of course an amazing option here against this lowly sabers team and probably carter hutton so yeah i love the rangers here but i don't think i'm saying anything that anyone's gonna really disagree with hard to find reasons <laughs> to not stack against the sabers
2: yeah for sure uh, sabers are uh, 22nd in the league with 99 goals against uh, 16th of the 78.26 uh, percent penalty kill uh rangers penalty power play hasn't been great only 14.6 uh, percent 26th in the league their penalty kill's been awesome. Third in the league with 86.6%, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they're ninth in the league, by the way. 78 goals against. So I dare you tear down my Rangers and their defensive prowess. They've been no, excellent they,
1: this season. They've <laughs> been they've been pretty good defensively been, this season. Surprisingly good
2: for a Rangers old. team. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's uh, a bit of a surprise on that uh, on that side yeah. for sure.
1: Pretty good uh, up and coming young team. So yeah. Yeah. I think you've got some things to be excited about in the next few years. Maybe not this season, oh. but yeah. a couple letter years. Letter
2: that they sent worked out well. So far.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of young players, Keandre Miller, 2800. Don't mind him as punts, punt. And then Truba at 4K. They don't really go well with either of the top two lines since they're on that second power play, but I think you can play them as a one off, uh, certainly tonight for those prices. Yeah. Anything and that second anything?
2: power play, that second power play could be a little sneaky. They're not that expensive with Booch and uh, Hadel and uh, Kako out there. And grab one of those defensemen, Condre Miller would be the, uh, the one I would prefer. You're doing that pretty damn cheap and not with a ton of ownership on it. So again, just a, a little bit of a different look at what should be a very effective uh, unit and a very good spot.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to Carolina and Columbus. We've got a three implied total for the Hurricanes, 2.5 for the Jackets. Nedeljkovic and Corpus Salo are your expected goalies here. Blue Jackets love to change up their lines pretty much every game before the game, during the game uh, in between periods. Like it's just, you just never know what they're going to do. So on a 10 gamer here, I don't have a whole lot of interest on the, the blue jacket side, especially with the two and a half implied total. Um, but if you feel good about a line, feel free to, to point it out. And then hurricanes pretty low total for them. So jackets getting some respect from Vegas, only three, Uh, flat implied goals here but they've got two playable lines I think on a big slate that aren't getting much ownership at all so what do you like in this one
2: yeah definitely would come down uh, stronger on the Kane side of things for sure I think those are two uh, pretty good lines up top uh top unit 88 uh, essentially 88 minutes together this year uh 55.63% Corsi 4 4 to 1 uh, in goals scored uh, which is an 80% goals for advantage comes down to a 55.16 in expected goals but still have the advantage 16 to 8 in high danger chances generated so they're doing everything right controlling the puck well and uh, converting on their chances second unit's a similar amount of time 88 uh 88 minutes together uh, I've got him at the uh, 49.33, so got slightly under uh, average in Corsi, but uh, 44 to 3, goals 4, uh, with a strong uh, goals 4 advantage, 20 to 15, in high danger chances generated. I think we can get to both the uh, Svechnikov, Stahl, and uh, Jesper Foss line and the Ajo Niederrider Nikas line. Both are, are looking good and not really drawing a ridiculous amount of ownership, more on FanDuel, uh, particularly that top line is approaching 10% each. But on DK, they're all in that like five percent or or below range, so I like that a lot. Getting to those guys, um, you know, going up against a a Columbus team that's okay, but uh, only a, a team uh, forty six point oh eight Corsi four percentage as a team. This is going to be a puck control uh, spot for Carolina. They they have a tremendous advantage in that uh, in that area. So definitely like the Carolina side of things. I think you can you know maybe mix and match some of the Blue Jackets lines. But they don't really stand out. Uh, if you take that top line, uh, the way it was listed with Bjorkstrand, Stenlin and Lane, uh, if you boil that down to Lane and Bjorkstrand together, they've got 107-minute sample together, 42.13 Corsi four percentage, pretty weak. Trailing in goals, four uh, four to seven, so they're giving up more goals than they've scored. I just, there's not a ton to love there. I think you can get to little pieces of that. Maybe look to the power play with like Rossovich and Atkinson and Lane something along those lines, but not one of the go-to teams for me. And uh, they rank pretty far down the board uh, in the top stacks tool too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really tough to find things to love about the blue jackets or feel confident about at the very least. Like, even if you did love one of these lines, um, like, are they going to be split up mid first period? It's possible. It happens all the time. So on a big slate, I usually just try to limit what I do with Columbus, even if they're popping up as good values. Um, maybe you want to attack that power play. Like you said, uh, Carolina, about 3.3 times shorthand per game. That's one of the higher marks in the league. So if you want to just take the power play one guys, don't really have an issue with that. Um, I like the stall, Svechnikov, Jesper Foss line, 14-1 for this line that has really good five on five numbers going up against whoever, I think they're going to have the advantage at five on five, you get stall and, uh, Svechnikov on the top power play you can add them with Dougie or just play them as one of the cheap fillers, 2.3% ownership in the top stacks tool right now. Uh, that looks pretty good to me. Not, not to say that I don't have interest in the Ajo line. I definitely do, but it is a little bit pricier. Um, you know, DK has priced up Niederreiter Netch is playing with Ajo in the last couple of games. Aho's is not cheap, 7,500. So I think I'll be sticking to mostly Carolina two in this game, maybe a sprinkle of a power play stack with Aho and Svechnikov and Stahl. But uh, that's really about all I've got in this one for forwards. Um, defenseman Pesci, I've been getting to a, a bunch of him lately, 4,200, more of a one-off guy. And uh, Savard, I guess, is still really cheap, 3,300. I didn't notice him coming up in my crunches, but I might have to give him a couple <laughs> thumbs up here in FC because it could be a spot where he's uh, looking to block some shots and he's one of the better guys in the league at that.
2: Yeah, averaging uh, 1942 uh, in ice time, 69 blocks in their uh, what 32 games, pretty solid. Yeah, so yeah, you can you can definitely get cheap with him there. And uh, just a note on the uh, on the Carolina power play, that's a good call. Uh, league leading uh, 32 31.25 uh, percent power play going up against 27th in the league, 73.33 uh, percent penalty kill. So if they can get on the power,
0: it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Yeah. All right. Let's go to a fun one. Edmonton and Montreal three implied total for the Oilers 3.1 for the Canadians, Mike Smith expected to go against Carey price. Um, I don't remember if we had these Montreal lines earlier in the week, so I can just read them off for you guys to back with Tatar and Gallagher uh, Suzuki with Jonathan Durant and Josh Anderson Kutka Niemi and with Armia, no Tyler Toffoli. Again, he's out for the next, I think at least three games. So it's going to be Arturi Lekkanen on that third line, dirt cheap third line against Edmonton depth. That's one I'm probably going to look at a little bit. And then uh, on the Edmonton side, I I think it was more speculation, but one of the beat writers tweeted out that McDavid or uh, Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins would be swapped. So Dreisaitl would be playing wing on McDavid's line with Jesse Pugliarvi. And then uh, Nugent Hopkins would be centering Cahoon and Josh Archibald. So could have the, uh, the big two together, McDavid and Dreissel at five on five. They're obviously going to be together on the power play, but uh, seems like a lot to like here, Terry. What, what are you uh, liking the most?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we can definitely fire away, particularly if uh, Dry on that top line. 29 uh, 34 together with him on that line uh, back to the start of last year, 68.66% Corsi 4, 6 to nothing in goals so far. That's 100%, obviously, uh, against an 81.23% expected goals for advantage. 7 to 3 in high danger chances generated, uh, one zip in, uh, in high danger goals converted. Without dry sidle on that line, they're still excellent, 249, 46, 54, 77, Corsi, Forza. You can go to that line either way, whichever you know, way they put that together. And I think that applies to to both of the top two there. Um, so no real issues going to uh, either configuration of it. Um, just want to see whether the uh, – yeah, the top line, obviously, is, uh, is ranking out well. And that's with uh, – we've got them – fourth overall on the board, it looks like, before making the change. So that's with Nugent Hopkins still on that line. So I think they pop up probably to the top there uh, or maybe second. And then I think we see that uh, second line come in somewhere in like that top 10 range uh, once after that change. So it's going to be very interesting uh, on the Edmonton side of things. And I think there's definitely some lines in play on the Montreal side of things as well. Uh, that top line, ton of experience together, 793-18 dating back to the start of last year, 61.81% Corsi-4 advantage. 50 to 29 goals for uh, it's a 63.29 actual versus a 62.32 expected right in line Uh, 218 to 119 in high danger chances generated love that tremendous advantage there Uh, and 30 30 converted to 18 given up so just excellent in uh, not only generating but converting on those high danger chances second line uh, also excellent 222-28 uh, back to the start of last year, 54-79 Corsi-4, uh, 37-28 in high danger chances, uh, 11-11 drawn even on, uh, on goals for, but uh, 59 uh, expected goals, 59.32% uh, expected goals for percentage. So also just an excellent line to go to.
1: Montreal definitely has the advantage at five on five as they do almost every single game. I feel like we talk about it every time they play, and I probably do. Um, their top two lines are really awesome at five on five. And I don't know who's going to go up against the McDavid line in the past. It's mostly been DeNo to Gallagher up against opposing top competition. Um, but I've noticed recently, at least in a couple spots, they've played a lot of the Suzuki line against McDavid, Nugent Hopkins and, uh, So, um, or not, not Nugent Hopkins. Well, it could be Nugent Hopkins, but we saw dry side earlier this morning. So, um, I would want whatever line we don't think is going to face the most time against McDavid, just as a general rule. And so I, I think it's going to be the Suzuki Druen and Anderson line. So, uh, they're lower owned as well. Uh, looks like they're all on the top power play together. Not that Montreal is great on the power play, but nice little bonus there for the cheaper line. Um, Top line is very cheap as well. So I don't really have an issue going to either of the top two Montreal lines, but looking at the ownership difference and I think there's a better chance the Suzuki line faces off against the Edmonton depth. uh, I will be leaning to there if I could only have one. And then, I mean, it's not a big deal if you like, if you guess wrong on the Edmonton lines and you guess that it's going to be dry cycle ends up being Nugent Hopkins with mcdavid like they're all going to play together some they'll probably take some shifts together uh they're going to play the power play together and that's really what you want here it's not a amazing five on five spot for the oilers but montreal just takes so many penalties and they're below average at killing them off and if you give up a bunch of uh take a bunch of penalties against edmonton who's great at drawing them you're just going to be in a pretty rough spot more often than not so some sort of edmonton power play stack is like is how i like to uh to attack this here right now they're my highest known stack i don't really see that changing by the time it gets a lock unless the ownership comes way up but uh yeah i love both sides here specifically edmonton power play and then the suzuki line i like a lot anything else blue liners uh, uh montreal three do you like those guys at all i don't think uh, they have much really- of a sample
2: yeah, I didn't write up their their sample, but I mean, there's certainly some scoring on there and you're getting to them with like no ownership and no yeah. cost on them, uh, particularly on DraftKings where they're, uh, actually both sites, they're super cheap, but they're a little bit less on uh, on DK and just nobody there. So yeah, I think we can get to them, uh, as, you know, mix them in, uh, don't go completely haywire with putting them in, but uh, yeah, I think they're in play.
1: Yeah, you usually don't get to third lines more than like two, 3% on a slate of this size, but I think I might allow for a little bit more for this Montreal three line, just Edmonton depth is pretty brutal. Whenever McDavid and dry are on the ice, um, they're, they're just not good. And so a potentially a pretty solid third line at almost no ownership at no cost. Like you said, is appealing to me tonight. Weber goes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: uh, Sorry. I was just going to speak to your point about uh, about the Edmonton depth being a little bit weak when, you know, when you consider their team, 49.73% Forty-nine point seven three percent team Corsi for. They were forty-seven point eight seven last year. So they've actually improved it a little bit. But when you're talking about a team with a dominant line and some dominant players up top that you know handle their business, that gets ugly pretty fast to bring it down to that level as a team. So yeah, that's that's depth you can definitely attack there.
1: Yeah, uh, you got Nurse and Tyson Berry. As is usually the case, I'm playing Tyson Berry, especially at this price, sixty-seven hundred exclusively with edmonton power play stacks or edmonton one stacks and then darnell nurse i think you can play with whoever if you want to play them with edmonton one that might be a differentiation point at a hundred dollars cheaper than barry on dk um but he's the one-off guy that i want to target on the edmonton blue line um just correlating i think on the Montreal side with Weber, with the Suzuki line, Petrie goes a little bit better with Tatar and Gallagher uh, on that second PP.
2: Anything else here? Any love on the blue line for uh, super cheap and unpopular uh, Adam Larson, 1914 average ice time, 96 blocked shots in 34 games?
1: I mean, if this is like, he's probably got the three blocks bonus in him here. It's just Forty-two hundred, like you might, you probably need a little bit more than that. So I haven't looked at all the defensemen or like compared them to guys around his price, but that's going to be a guy that's probably going to get the blocks bonus tonight, just because of how good Montreal is at generating shot attempts at five-on-five.
2: Yeah, seems likely. And uh, only thirty-six hundred on FanDuel, I think, is uh, definitely uh, an easy price to plug in as just a uh, you know kind of a scratch one-off.
1: Yeah. All right, let's go to Calgary and Ottawa. We've got a three-point-four apply total for the Flames, two-point-seven. For the Sens, Markstrom and Gustavson, uh going for the Senators. I believe it's his first NHL start. Sens mixing it up. Uh, Tyranny with Kachuk and Brown. That's going to downgrade that line, at least defensively. Norris with Stutzla and Batherson. And then Colin White with Paul and Off, We've seen that line uh, play for a couple hundred minutes, I think, so far. So nothing new there. On the Calgary side, they're going with Lindholm, Kachuk, and Sam Bennett. Monag, Drew, Richie, we've seen for a few games. Then that third line, that has really good numbers. So uh, definitely some options here. Big total on the Calgary side. Are you uh, going to Calgary here?
2: Yeah, I think Calgary's uh, in play. I think they've got some interesting pieces there. Um, I actually flagged their uh, third line as being a little bit interesting. One of the uh, few third lines. We talked about them, I think, last time as well, that Lucic, uh, back when when pain line. I think there's somewhat interesting. 149.25 together. 56.67. It's 56.67 percent Corsi for eight to seven goals for advantage, which is a 53.3 percent actual, but a 60.49 percent expected goals for advantage. Pretty good. Uh, 31 to 22 in high danger chances generated, converted on four, gave up three, so that draws uh, some of those uh, expected versus actual closer together. But I think there's you know some. They're a scrappy line, they're a tough line, and I think they can convert and score. So I, I like that getting to them. Top line, uh, 194 minutes together, uh, just a little below average, 49one Corsi 4C4, but a nice 16 to 6 goals for advantage, which is 72.7%. Oddly, that drops, though, to 46% expected goals for. So they're actually outperforming by far uh, what they should be doing. Uh, 28 to 26 high danger chances, eight to four high danger goals. So that's uh, part of where they've uh, gotten that done is uh, the advantage in uh, high danger. But uh, it's interesting, you know, if they can keep it up and keep getting lucky that way, uh, then, you know, certainly we can go to them. And since we're only really worried about their offense, we can continue doing that, but it's just a a little bit of a, uh, you know, a ding to that, uh, how that line comes together as a whole. Uh, And then on the second line, uh, when you take uh, Monahan and Gaudreau as a duo, You've got uh, over a th- over 1,100 minutes uh, of time together, 50.7% uh, Corsi for 47 to 43 goals for advantage uh, with a 50.26 expected uh, advantage percentage advantage. So strong, uh, strong pairing there, strong line uh, there. So I think you've got three lines that you can kind of roll through on the Calgary side of things against what is not a good Ottawa team.
1: Yeah, definitely not a good Ottawa team. And starting this goalie who's apparently not ready to play in the NHL, but for a number of reasons. Uh, mostly just injuries. Uh, he's being thrust into a starting position tonight, and it is a big total against him. So I I don't have a problem playing Calgary here, especially in MME. I'm going to have some, but I think I'm going to be below the field on both of the top two Calgary lines. And then I've been, we've been liking this third line. We've talked about him a couple times. times. Uh, Josh Cliffy, they've talked about him a bunch, but just really good numbers for the back of Lucic and Mandupani line. They're cheap. They're going to get probably... I mean, pretty good matchups here. Uh, you don't want to face Kachuk, but with Tyranny and Brown, uh, Kachuk line has not been very good at all defensively. So um, at first I was going to come on here and just, you know, talk about how I wanted to fade Calgary, but since they put that line together, they're probably going to face off against Lindholm and Kachuk. And so I think that's the, the Calgary line I would rather play. Uh, if you're comparing the Lindholm line to the Monahan line, So I guess I'm making somewhat of a stand there, but I don't really believe in the spot that much for Calgary's top two lines. They just haven't been all that good at generating chances at five on five. It is a good power play spot and it is a goalie that has no experience in the NHL. So they've got that going for them for sure. I just think for the ownership, um, if I was hand building one to three lineups, I don't think I would end up on Calgary and I might even end up on some Ottawa here. Uh, You can go to the top like any of the, the three lines that they've got, but Norris Stutzla and Batherson is the one that I think I'm going to get to the most. And they're showing pretty much no ownership right now. So I'm feeling pretty good about that on the Ottawa side. Uh, this is a game that I know is going to frustrate me. So I, I was hoping maybe I could talk myself into something that I love here, but I don't really love a whole lot, despite the big total here.
2: Yeah, and I think those Ottawa guys are in play. They're they're a little weird, though. We've talked them up a, a few times uh, during the season. They've had that Stutzel and, uh, and Batherson combination that's come through uh, and scored some goals. Uh, but when you actually look at some of the numbers – Top line, below average Corsi 4. Second line, below average Corsi 4 by a lot at 39.74 as the full unit. Uh, If you take Stoitzel and Batherson together, 169 minutes for them as a duo, 47.7% Corsi 4. So just five on five, they're not great with puck control. The third line is pretty good, uh, 193 minutes. 57.49% 57.49% course you for, but they get beat up on the goal side of things. So the scoring lines just kind of, you know, go back and forth a little bit, not great with puck control. Uh, but to your point, They're a team that can be attacked on uh, the power play. Uh, They are 24th in the league, 74.76% penalty kill. So maybe if you are going to some of the Flames, uh, do it on the power play. But just overall, uh, maybe think a little bit on on that Flames side. I think Senators last in the league with 129 goals against. That's 19 more than the Canucks in two fewer games. Canucks are second worst in the league in goals against. That is a lot of goals against.
1: You're not making me feel good about being pretty <laughs> low on, on the flames here, but I know and what I'm doing a a myself.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm prepared to be let down here uh, and trying to outsmart myself, but yeah, like the Calgary onslaught, if you were onslaughting a team and if I, I there's a they chance I'm just completely dead wrong here. You could just go Lynn out Kachuk with one or both of my hand to throw throwing Hannafin. You've got a reasonably priced, four or five man stack. uh, If they put up a handful of goals, hard to believe that those guys don't get involved. So there's, there's ways to, uh, to hedge a little bit here. Uh, I'll be thinking about that by time we get to lock and probably end up with a handful of those, but yeah. um, Just the ownership is getting me off Calgary a little bit.
2: Yeah, you'd like a a more trustworthy team in general uh, for that kind of ownership when you're paying that kind of freight on it. And they're not inexpensive either, you know, going to those guys uh, on the top two lines at least. So definitely, you know, worth considering, but uh, there are are reasons to get away. You weren't weren't far afield.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is the double Kachuk game. So the Kachuk brothers squaring off against each other. The Matt and Brady Kachuk stack, obviously going to be the nuts here. Let's go to the islanders and the flyers 2.9 implied total for the islanders 2.6
0: with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking
2: Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky
0: play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Six for the
1: Flyers. Barlamov expected to go against Brian Elliott, who is confirmed for the Flyers. Big question mark here, and it is a big one, is whether or not Sean Couturier is going to play. And if he does play, it sounds like he's nursing a hip injury. So it's probably not 100%. I... Okay. I, I don't think I could play Couturier for this price. Uh, even if he does play, like it, it just sounds like he's not even close to hundred percent, but um, maybe some interest in some of these flyer lines. This isn't a, a super appealing game to me, but maybe you've got something else here, Terry.
2: Yeah, I, I wrote it up with Couturier in there. So uh, you know they look okay, but this is a game where I, I respect both teams. I think both teams are relatively mm-hmm. good uh, in what they do. Uh, flyers fifth in the east islanders second in the east they are you know there's not a lot of holes there's not a lot of spots that really jump out uh if kateria is out there 153 42 for that line 60 percent uh, Corsi Corsi 12 12 even up in goals uh with a little bit of an edge in their expected goals at 57 percent uh, versus the 50 percent mark 20 to 16 high danger chances Uh, The second line sub average in, uh, in puck control of 45.9% Corsi four seven goals scored to four allowed, uh, but a sub 50% uh, expected goals for advantage 17 to 21. So they give up more high danger chances than they've generated, just not a ton that really jumps off the page. They're just kind of, you know, they are who they are. I think they're priced appropriately for who they are. You've got the Couturier question mark. It's just a lot of, you know, nothing really solid going up against this Islander team. And it's similar coming back the other way yeah. for lines that we've talked about a few times this year that we like, I just don't see anybody really jumping off the page as a must play, uh, you know, with that top line on the Islander side of things. Uh, if you boil it down to bars and Eberle, you've got a nice sample, 885 minutes, 54.77. Mm-hmm. uh course four 43, 44 to 36 goals for advantage with a 233 to 147 high danger chances uh, advantage. So that's a spot that, you know, is a little bit obvious uh, to call out the top line of, of the better team. But I think that would be, you know, the, the main focus spot. And they're not getting a ton of attention. So that's probably, you know, the one line that I would maybe, uh, you know, land on a little bit heavily. And then the others are kind of just mix and match and, uh, and sprinkle them in if you're running a big uh, MME slate.
1: Yeah, for MME, I think the, my, probably my favorite target here is Giroux with Lindblom and Voracek. Uh, There is an issue right now with Voracek on FC. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but he wasn't showing up when I was downloading the player list. So just be aware of that. If you're not getting to Voracek, that could be why you might just have to make that manual uh, change, put him on the correct line, and then uh, you're good to go if you're using fantasy cruncher. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't feel good about a lot in this game, but just wanted to point out that third line for the flyers. And then I think, you know, two third lines in a five and a half implied total game. But I think, I just like the look of Beauvilliers with Peugeot and Wallstrom. Seems like a pretty talented line. Definitely some goal scoring to be had there. I hate what the Islanders are doing with Komarov on the top line. If he was going to play like 16, 17 minutes up on the top line, that'd be one thing because he's not very talented offensively, but played like 12 and a half minutes in the first game. And uh, even if they're getting the 70 to 80% Tourier. Uh, that's going to be the match if Katerian plays. He's going to go up against Isles 1, and so that's not really something I'm interested in, especially with the low totals. So mostly passing in this game, we'll be mixing in some uh, some third lines on both sides as deep MME plays. Anything on the blue line that sticks out?
2: Um, you can get to pieces, I guess. You know, Pierre is not getting any ownership at all and not that expensive playing on the top power play. Uh, five goals, three assists on the season, twenty five block shots. You could get a couple blocks and uh, a little power play, two action on a Provorov as well. Uh, but he costs more. And I don't know if I love that. Similar story on the uh, on the Islander side of things with uh, you know, each guy on uh, play- that plays on the power play. You're getting a lot of ownership on Pulak though. thirteen uh, percent on DK, ten percent on FanDuel. I think they're probably just better spots.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of better spots for defensemen here. Um Pulak. I like to play them with Isles 1, but obviously no Anders Lee for the rest of the season. If they had Bovillia up there, probably be more interested in playing like an Isles 1 stack. But um, yeah, probably the game I'm least interested in tonight. Um, and then for the defensemen, I think there's better punts kind of all the way around. So let's just move it on. Actually, just want to mention before we move it on, we've got a March Madness pack. If so you missed out on the first weekend, uh, we've still got... Some content coming out for you. $29.99 if you want access to Mac Jeske's projections, who uh, I don't know if you saw, Terry, but Alex tweeted out a screenshot. He just plugged in the projections. I'm sure he accounted for ownership in some way, and uh, he had a really nice night playing college basketball yesterday. So he said no slates off. That means no slates off for you guys as well. Have you gotten into the college basketball DFS game, Terry?
2: I should. I haven't. Um, I've been, you know, bracket wise. And then uh, all weekend long, like I said, I was doing a lot of baseball stuff. So uh, just haven't gotten into it. But uh, hopefully, yeah, in the next week or so, uh, you know, as as we get into these next rounds, I'm definitely planning on it. I've seen nothing but good feedback from our uh, from our crowd. I've seen a lot of good screenshots uh, from our people and from uh, from the audience out there. So I'm missing out, I think.
1: Yeah, so if you guys want to uh, not miss out any longer, head to ospo.com join. Check out the March Madness package, and uh, you'll be all set. If you got any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are open. we have also got free premium content for today, NHL rankings. If you want to get a peek behind the paywall, that's how you do it. Nightbot will hook you up with that link, and then NBA rankings as well are free. So just check out Nightbot. They'll have links for you as we go along here. Let's go to the Ducks and the Wild 2.1 apply total for the Ducks, 3.4 for the Wild. Ryan Miller expected to go for the Ducks against Camp Talbot. He is confirmed for the Wild. They did some swapping. Minnesota did. Uh, Marcus Johansson going to be back in the lineup with Erickson Eck and Greenway, which looks to be their shutdown line against Getzlaff and Raquel. And then you've got two Wild lines, uh, Rask, Kaprizov, and Zuccarello. That's a line that we've got a sample of. Hartman with Parisi and Fiala, certainly a playable line for cheap. Um, what do you like on this Minnesota side? And then feel free to take it anywhere on the duck side if you're seeing anything appealing there.
2: That, that top line for the wild has been uh, interesting and uh, pretty dynamic recently. Caprizov uh, just a you know, heck of a goal scorer and uh, you know, creator uh, playing really, really well. The pairing with him and Zouk seems to be uh, really connecting well as well. Uh, so that line has been going off pretty nicely. Uh, Not a good defensive unit by any means. You can turn the puck around on them pretty easily. Uh, 147-01 together, 44.27% C4, but they're leading uh, 12-8 goals for advantage. Uh, That's a 60% actual, but again, it's a uh, 44.51% expected. So they're getting a little bit lucky generating some chances and uh, and converting on things that Maybe they shouldn't, or maybe they should just be getting beat, coming back the other way, 22 to 27 uh, high danger chances trailing there, but five to five in uh conversion. So definitely getting the job done, uh, but not a good defensive unit. Um, but for our purposes, we can get to them. And I think the field is probably a little light on them coming in under 5% across the board on both sites, not expensive. Uh is the most expensive player under, uh, well, 6K on uh, on DK, 5.9 on, uh, on FanDuel pretty easy top line to get to and I think they've got uh, you know some uh, some good attributes there and uh, going up against just a really bad uh, ducks team 29th in the league with 108 goals against uh, 30th in the league 70 goals for so they're not doing a lot there's not a lot to love about getting to anything really on uh, the duck side of things if you wanted to fire away with some of uh, the top line fine you're playing a top line. There's some talent in, you know, Getzloff and Rakel still. Uh, The second line is a little bit interesting. And again, cheap and nobody on them with uh, Zagres Henrique and uh, Troy Terry playing together. Uh, Only 1752 sample, sub 40% Corsi four, given up one goal and not scored one, uh, but generated four high danger chances and given up three. And I think there's just some talent on that line uh, that nobody's really looking at. They're not a good team, but I think that could be a sneaky line uh, to play. Where you know, throw them into not a lot of your lineups, but mix them in here and there where you need something cheap to get to with some of these big expensive lines. I think it could pay off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing on the duck side, thinking about playing line here, is uh, who's going to get the Ericksonek Greenway uh, Johansson line. I know usually it's been Felino up there; he's been hurt, but Ericksonek and Greenway is a really amazing shutdown uh, line, and so they're going to go up against Getslap tell that's a line I don't really want a part of on a 10 game slate. I would rather dip down to the Henry line, like you said, so I'm with you there. I am a little worried about the ownership on the Hartman, Parisi, and Fiala line. I think by the time we get to lock, it might be closer to even on those top two lines in terms of ownership. And so I'm fine playing either of the top two Minnesota lines. I would like to see the Fiala, Parisi, uh, Hartman line come down in ownership uh, to feel a little bit more confident about them, but uh, yeah, good spot for Minnesota. I mean, both their lines filler priced, uh, or maybe just a little bit above the, the filler uh, benchmark, but both good plays, both going to get really quality matchups against Duck, uh, ducks depth and uh, no John Gibson. So they don't have an elite goalie in there anymore. Miller's a, a quality backup, but uh, definitely a guy, I wouldn't be afraid to target again. So mostly just Minnesota for me, maybe uh, like you said, some Henrik Zegers and Troy Terry, what about defensemen? Anyone popping out to you? Ian Cole, Suter. I mean, no Dumba for the Wild. Maybe Cole gets a little bit more run, or Spurgeon for four K. Not a bad play there.
2: Yeah, those guys make some sense as uh, as values for sure. Uh, and if you can get to uh, you know somebody on the uh, on the power play with uh, with that unit where they should be fairly dynamic against, uh, yeah, a backup goaltender who has had a nice career, but uh, with this defense and these lines in front of them. Uh, he's only at percent, uh, uh, 87%, uh, 87.7% save percentage this year. So struggling in his nine games this year uh, playing in, in, behind this team. Uh, so I think this is definitely a spot you can attack with power play, a spot we can uh, work in some of these cheap defensemen. Uh, and then on the Ducks side of things, if you are going to that second unit, uh, we've got them uh, as the top power play. And uh, Chatton Kirk's been playing on that top power play. He's cheap. He's unowned. Uh, I think he scored last night, night before. Um, So I think you can get to him, two goals, 11 assists on the year, 41 block shots even. Yeah. Pretty well.
1: Yeah. Not, not a bad call there, especially for a one-off guy, top power play. Uh, Drysdale, 2,900. A guy I'll also probably have a little bit of, but uh, yeah, mostly just about the Minnesota forwards here. So. I don't want to leave out the Greenway line, but I think they're just going to be more focused on shutting down Getzlaff and Raquel. Now, that's definitely a line they can score against. Uh, Erickson X has been scoring a lot this season. Um, so you can go to Minnesota 3, but I think just based on matchups, uh, the top two lines are going to have a lot better uh, better chances to score here. Let's go to Colorado. Arizona, 3.3 implied total for the Abs, 2.3. For the Yotes, Philip Grubauer, Uh, expected to go against anti Ranta for the Yotes Yotes put back their top line. their only good line really that they've had all season schmaltz with Keller and Garland. Uh, I believe that was on Thursday night, maybe Wednesday night and they scored two goals instantly. Now that was against the ducks. So this is going to be a little bit different. In fact, maybe the complete opposite matchup against the Avs here who just smoked Minnesota two times in a row uh, over the weekend. Um, They are pretty much back to full strength. I don't think they're missing anyone of note. Uh, They look impossible to score on. Um, They're just absolutely stacked. Would you have any interest in going to Arizona one though? A line that I'm sure you've got the numbers. They've been pretty good at five on five. Yeah. I
2: mean, they're, they're in play because they are pretty good together and there's just nobody there ownership wise. Yeah. We're talking about a team, uh, or a line rather uh, under 2% owned across the board on DK under 1%, except for uh, Garland, who's just at 1.2% on FanDuel. I think you can go to them just based on that, regardless of the matchup. That said, yeah, they're a talented line. They're going up against the team with a team Corsi 4 of 58.86. That's just dominant puck possession. Team save percentage, 91.6. Uh, if it's Grubauer, he's at a 929 save percentage this year in his 24 starts. Always Grubauer. So that uh, makes a lot of sense that it would be him. Uh, And just, you know, uh, to your point, a dominant team to go up against. Um, But yeah, there's not going to be anybody on that line. They are uh, 198 27 together. They're, as a unit, they're a 56.4% Corsi 4. So they've got, you know, good cut control skills as well. 14 to 6 goals for advantage, which is 70%, uh, but down to an expected uh, goals advantage, still pretty strong at 56.52% forty five uh, to twenty three in high danger chances, so they generate a lot more high danger than they uh, than they give up seven to four in conversion, so they're converting them more than they've given up. It's a good line uh, there's not much else to like. The second line immediately drops down very small sample, but uh, forty four in change uh, coursee four trailing in goals four pretty badly, trailing in high danger chances, so they get ugly pretty fast over there. Uh, but I think if you're going to Arizona, it's that top line
1: yeah. For sure. I think for me, it's Arizona one or just move on to the next team. I don't care how cheap the second and third lines are. None of them are going to have good matchups. Uh, Not only are Colorado's forwards quality, but their defensemen are even better, uh, maybe maybe better actually. Um, And so like, you're just not getting a good matchup at all. So I either want a, a really good five on five line, or you hope they get there in the power play. And that's, that's really just Arizona one. So other lines not interested in on Arizona. I am interested in a whole three of the Colorado lines uh, start with the top one, just amazing numbers. Just they, they look unstoppable right now after the couple of games with Minnesota. This is some weaker competition for sure. Ownership is going to be in check just because, you know, we talked about the Rangers. Looks like a lot of people are going to go there. We haven't talked about uh, Winnipeg and Vancouver Uh, It's a 10 game slate. I mean, there's a bunch of different spots, but I think Colorado one is a priority for me. Colorado two, their numbers have been really good uh, at five on five, which I didn't, I haven't noticed, but they've been rocking at five on five. And so Kadri's 6,500. Yeah. But you get cheap line mates, Saad and Burakovsky. So someone was mentioning their numbers or their minutes were down a little bit in the last couple of games, but I think that was as Cliffy pointed out, just because, uh, they were crushing the opponent and so they didn't need to play their, their top guys up their third and fourth lines get a little bit more run uh colorado three decent filler with like an edmonton one if you're looking for a really really cheap third line that's going to get uh awesome matchups against this arizona depth, but yeah it's, it's pretty much all about colorado or one percent owned arizona one talk about like being overweight on lines uh that we believe in i do believe in this line and so if i get to five or seven percent in mme and uh, they're at one or two percent i'd feel pretty good about that
2: yeah you're nicely leveraged at the field at that point uh, and you're not risking a big uh chunk of your lineups if you're playing 150 you're only you know carve off seven percent and get uh, that far above the field that's uh, that's a nice little advantage just a quick uh on that colorado third line since it was another of the third uh lines that i flagged only 63 minute sample together, but 68.94% course, you four advantage seven to one in goals for, uh, which is an 87.5% actual goals for advantage, but the expected is 66.57. They've been really strong. So, uh, 11 to nine in high danger chances, four to one in, uh, conversions on those. Just really like the, the uh, that sneaky little third line there with, uh, Don's uh, and Nikushin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Colorado is just crazy stacked right now. So if they can stay healthy, uh, obviously a cup contender, but probably the cup favorite. I don't know what the current odds are right now. They have to be top three right now. And maybe, maybe number one, I'm not exactly sure, but they look real tough to target against. Winnipeg, Vancouver, uh, 3.1 implied total for the Jets, 2.9 for the Canucks, Hellebuck and Demco are your confirmed goalies. Um, this Winnipeg one night, we've been talking about them for a while. I don't know if you've been catching the shows when you haven't been on Terry, but have been talking about Winnipeg one pretty much all season feels like a good spot. What do you say? Yeah, it feels
2: like a good spot. It looks like a good spot. They rank out pretty well for us uh, and not getting crazy uh, over owned either. Uh, they're like right in line uh, with their uh, on the top stacks board mm-hmm. with their ownership and their uh, probability of being in the top two stacks. That's actually true for uh, both of the top lines. They're ranked right next to one another, both inside the top 10 in our top stacks tool. Uh, And the second line is uh, a little bit uh, more expensive, getting a little bit less ownership and a better leverage score. So I like both of those, uh, those top units. Uh, for the Jets, uh, the top line 157 minutes together, 48.81% Corsi for. We can excuse that. They're a good line. Six to seven goals for, given up one more than they've uh, allowed, which is a 46.15 actual, but a 53.99 expected uh, advantage. Uh, five to one uh, in converting high danger chances. Uh, only two more generated, 35 to 33, but uh, good at converting them. Uh, the second line, 125 minute sample, uh, fifty-one-eight-two. Corsi four six to six in goals, which is obviously fifty percent. But again, they in expected they edge up a little bit, fifty-two point five-five expected. Giving up more high danger than uh, they've generated, but uh, not not terrible there. And I think uh, you know everything that we're seeing in terms of uh, Alex's simulations and the probability of them being one of the top two stacks makes a lot of sense to work them into our plans as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Winnipeg one's been giving up a little bit defensively, but like they've still been generating a ton of chances yeah. uh, offensively. They are fully correlated on the power play. You guys know how much I love full power play correlations, especially for a line that's reasonably priced. You talked about the ownership. It's not like they're crazy over-owned. Um, and that's really all that matters on a 10 game slate. So I think it's a great spot. Vancouver takes as many penalties as anyone, uh, 14 more times shorthanded than anyone else this season. Now second place is Tampa and they played four more games. So Little bit of a trick there, but uh, they're right up there in time shorthanded per game in terms of being one of the worst teams. So, great team to target against. Uh, Second line, you only get Connor on the uh, top power play. But uh, if you want to play the second line um, and just full stack them with Elias Dubois and Connor, I really like that as well. So, absolutely love Winnipeg. I think everyone's going to like them tonight at the very least but I'm not forgetting about uh, the Horvat besser hoglander line. I think they're going to see the most time against Shifley, Stas and Wheeler. I mentioned they've been giving up a lot of chances at five-on-five five in their own end, and so I think if Vancouver scores their 2.9, three goals, whatever it is uh, that they're expected to score at a medium median outcome basis, uh, Horvat besser I think, could have a pretty big game here. You get Hoglander for 3,300, uh, or you can go with, Uh, Horvat Besser and JT Miller and just power play stack these uh, these Canucks so really like both sides here specifically line one for uh, the Vancouver side or the power play with Hughes at 4,600 I also need to mention uh, Nate Schmidt moved up to the top pairing with Alex Edler so he's probably in for a minutes boost he was getting around 20 but maybe bump him up to like 22 23 more where Edler's been getting and he's just $3,200 tonight
2: yeah, that makes him relevant. That's that's interesting at that price for sure if we're getting a few extra minutes out of that. So that's uh, one to keep in mind as a yeah, as a pretty cheap blue liner there. I think you're right on uh, on the Vancouver side of things. I think the uh, top two lines are uh, pretty much in play for me. Uh, that second line, a little uh, lesser than the other one. Neither one is good at puck possession, but really neither team here is good at puck possession. Yeah. As a team, uh, Vancouver's got a 46.47% course you 4 in uh, their 35 games. Uh, and Winnipeg's got a forty-seven point four three in their thirty-one games, so both below average in puck possession. We could just see a lot of fireworks in this game. This might be one to just kind of load up on uh, on both sides to uh, some degree, and just hope that the game goes off, uh, you know, just back and forth and uh, a lot of goal scoring. Uh, you mentioned uh, the uh, potential for the power play and the opportunities that uh, Vancouver gives up. Keep in mind also uh, the stat from before, uh, Ottawa was trailing – was ahead of only them for worst in the league uh, by 19 goals, but that makes the Canucks second worst in the league in goals (laughs) against. 110 goals against this year, 30th in the league. So definitely a team that can be scored on, and the Jets are sixth with 100 goals for. uh, So very good scoring team. So uh, could be some fireworks here.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of fireworks indeed. That's going to be a game I'm heavily exposed to, so – Looking forward to uh, hopefully having a sweat during this late slate. So yeah, let's let's go to the Blues and the Golden Knights. It is a two point six implied total for St. Louis, three point one for Vegas. Bennington, uh, he's confirmed for the Blues. Not sure if it's going to be Leonard or Flurry. I haven't seen much Vegas news, and they're important because Max Pacioretty was a late scratch uh, yesterday afternoon. I would think he he's probably not playing if we haven't heard anything by Locke um, but maybe we've heard something and I'm, I'm just missing it. I was trying to look up on my other screen over here but uh, so if, if Patrick if we have news feel free someone let me know in the slack but I'm just gonna assume that he's out and it's gonna be Tuck Stevenson and stone normal Vegas too um, what do you like in this one
2: yeah I was just scrolling the uh, the slack channel to see if anybody had it it looks like they're all talking about that <laughs> Top shots? <laughs> it, it, yeah, they're talking top shot in the NHL uh, slack. So nobody has the uh, Apache ready news, but. Uh, yeah,
1: that's <laughs> Vegas so, too, uh, very highly owned. What do you What do you think about that here? A 20 plus percent? Is that, can that be right?
2: A good line. That is a ridiculously high uh, amount of ownership though. I didn't realize that. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we've got uh, Carlson and Smith both up over uh, 20%. Marshall doesn't come up on my screen just because of weird naming conventions with him uh, for ownership, but I imagine he's right there as well. Um, they're not expensive 4,600 for Carlson yeah. 35 for, uh, Riley Smith. That's probably what's driving a good, uh, a good portion of that. So, uh, as a unit, uh, pretty good 717 minute sample, uh, 56.95% Corsi four. So good puck possession, five on five, 35 to 30 goals uh, for advantage, uh, which is 53.85 actual, and they actually project out better with a 57.83% uh, expected goals for advantage 148 to 116 in high danger chances converting more of them than they're giving up. So I think there's talent on that line, but if they're owned at that degree, I think there are definitely other spots to consider. So uh, that's one to keep an eye on for sure. See where that ownership uh, lands before lock the top line with uh, stone, Stevenson and tuck. If they're together, uh, they're owned, you know, a fraction of that a quarter of uh, what the second line is owned. And I think there's certainly talent on that line. Uh, Only 52-28 together, uh, 44.19, Corsi 4 is a little ugly. Only scored one goal, uh, 6-9 to in uh, high danger chances. But I just think, you know, overall with the talent there, uh, and Talk is a decent player, I think they fill in pretty well. And if you're pivoting to that at that much lower ownership, it makes some sense. Um, Blues are a team that we can attack 20th in the league, 90 goals given up. Um, so, I think there's you know some logic in going to uh, that top line. If you get Patchy ready on it, so much the better. With him, 472.25 sample, 59.47, Corsi 4, 44 to 15 goals scored advantage uh, with a 65.43 expected goals, four percentage advantage. That's just a tremendous line. So, uh, yeah. if you get Patchy ready, fire away for sure. But I think you can go to it without him.
1: Yeah, I I like Vegas one a lot. I'm glad to see they're coming in at low ownership. I mean, I like the second line, but not for this kind of ownership on a 10 game slate. So if they come down to 12, 13%, yeah, I'll definitely have them in a a good portion of my lineups, but uh, I think I'll be over on Vegas one. I'm giving them a little bit of a pass. You you call out the numbers for uh, Tuck, Stevenson and Stone together. They've only played a few games together. I believe two maybe three of those games were on the road against minnesota and so i talked about the erickson at greenway line i think that was when felino was healthy and so uh, i'm giving them a little bit of a pass for their numbers i think they're uh gonna carry play tonight assuming they those three are together no pareco still for the blues they've just been yeah they've been a team you can target against and so uh, i like vegas one a lot uh like the low ownership um do what you want with Vegas too. They're going to be your chalk filler with your Edmonton ones, your Colorado ones. Um, so just try not to get duped. If you play them, I guess they're a perfectly fine play. They're underpriced. They're a good line. Um, so you could find a line that's similarly priced for 2% ownership. And so that that's my only problem with Vegas too. If they're going to be this highly owned Theodore 6,300 right now, he is, let's see, he's probably my fifth or sixth highest owned defenseman tonight. Um, but I really like him for 6,300. And then Martinez is your guy if you're going to Vegas too and you're looking to uh, correlate. Actually, it looks like they switched up the power plays. Maybe it is Theodore with uh, the Vegas second line. I'm not sure. You can play either of those guys. Oh, that's true, yeah. So I'm not really on St. Louis. Uh, If you got anything quick on them, feel free. Otherwise, we can move it on to the last game of the night.
2: I think if you're playing them, it's that top line. Uh, you've got a decent sample on Schwartz and Shen playing together, and uh, an okay sample on uh, the top line as as it's comprised. Uh, but I don't love it against this Vegas team. I think they're too good defensively. Um, if it's Liner, he's at uh, eight nine four uh, save percentage in six games this year, so you're definitely taking a step down in goaltending there. But I think there's just enough on the ice in front of them that uh, there's no real need to attack Vegas on a ten game slate.
1: Agreed let's go to the Kings and the Sharks last game of the night hit the like button hit us with the subscribe on your way out we got about a minute or so to break this one down but I don't think there's gonna be too much that we need to talk about 2.8 implied total for the Kings three for the Sharks Martin Jones for the Sharks probably quick for the Kings Cal Peterson went last night Kings on the back-to-back Marlow with Hurdle and Meyer that's the bad news the good news is that we have uh, San Jose one but they're going to be popular so what do you like in here
2: yeah, I like San Jose 1, I think San Jose 2 is definitely in play, uh, full power play correlation across both of those lines. Uh, obviously, you get Brent Burns uh, coming in off the uh, off the blue line joining the power play, so make sure you work him in when you're going to it. Um, but definitely, you know, quality scoring, 359-minute uh, sample, 53.74 uh, Corsi 4 for that top line uh, and leading uh, significantly in their expected goals for advantage. On the other side of things, uh, the Kings, 910 minutes together on that top line, 52.74, 4 4 good goals for advantage uh, on the actual, but comes down to right about even money on uh, the expected, 137 to 153 high danger chances. They're okay, but they're not one of my go-tos. They do have full power play correlation. You can work Drew Doughty in there. They've been playing better. Uh, on the fly I had a nice little piece about Doughty and uh, Kopitar and how they're playing better uh, and talking about it, talking a lot about wanting to make a playoff run and everything together. But uh, I don't know that tonight's their night. Um, but you can you can work them in. They're not uh, extremely highly owned, not overly expensive except for uh, Kopitar.
1: Yeah, I think Kings one is fine. That's probably the target for me on the Kings. Um, reasonable ownership, sub five percent. Don't mind that. Uh, I want to stack San Jose two, but it would probably just be two mans with Hurdle and Meyer Marlowe, not a guy you really want to play for DFS. I will say he is correlated with Hurdle and Meyer on the secondary power play. And that's the Brent Burns power play right now. So maybe not the worst thing in the world to include Marlowe for mid salary, but I'm really focused on San Jose one in this spot really like him. I don't like that their ownership is very high, so that's why I'm, I'm getting to a little bit more of like Vegas 1, some other lower owned stacks in their price range, but they're a great play I think tonight, especially against non Cal Peterson who's been insanely good for the Kings recently. So, pretty good slate. Uh, anything else? We need to uh wrap this one up. No, oh, man, I think
2: we uh covered it top to bottom. I'm glad we had that extra 5 minutes.
1: Yeah, that was helpful. We could have used an extra five, probably, with these 10 gamers. But we've had good Monday slates. Thank you, everybody, for dropping by. It will be myself and either Cliffy or Josh. I can never remember the schedule. Every day is the same when you do DFS content. Good luck tonight, and we will see you tomorrow.